1: Our stories are the stories of so many of
0: you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the
1: pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies
0: and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online
1: businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook.
0: Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and add something meaningful
1: to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast.
0: Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday.
1: Welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. Welcome to 2024. Hey, Sandy. Hey, Jenny, it's been a while. Sure has. <laughs> <We've> only <laughs> had just now. Had some big life changes, and <laughs> big questions to answer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a well-needed break from the podcast. And so thank you for everyone who stuck with us as we did some, you know, best of uh, episodes. But we are now back.
1: All right. So this episode is going to be about what we have left behind in 2023 as we head into 2024 in this brand new year. And, you know, you and I both have talked quite a bit about this process of like leaving things behind. And I think the last few years, there's a lot to leave behind, (laughs) kind of a (laughs) lot has happened that we're ready to let go of. And to me, 2023 was really sort of like that last gasping breath of the pandemic. Like, having a stronghold over me at least and, and to our businesses. And I think like 2024 is like the first to me real year of like post pandemic reality. At least that's what I'm, that's what I'm going for here.
0: No, I think you're right. And we were just chatting before we got on here and 2022, 2023 were, we were saying dark years, like really, really dark. And I finally feel like I have stepped out of the dark tunnel into the light. I feel confident. I feel grounded. I feel positive. I feel excited. And I can't say that for the last two years, right? I thought 2023 was going to be it, but I knew it was a fine year. It was a fine year on our coaching side. It's just something, I feel so much lighter Mm -hmm. and I feel so much more positive and happy
1: Mm -hmm. than I have in many years. Yeah, me too. I'm glad that we're in that place at the same time, (laughs) because I think you and I have this pattern of one of us being up and the other one being down and vice versa as like a survival mechanism. Like one person sort of (laughs) has to like hold the line while the, so the other person can have a moment. And I think this is like the first time I felt in, I don't know, five years, I don't know, a really long ass time Mm -hmm. that I can see us both like in a super positive space. And it's not like I know it's not like a flashing moment. Uh, it, it's right. like it's like a steady, like stable yeah. excitement and like forward thinking view, which I think is really beautiful. So I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> me too. All right. Well, so with that said, Sandy, what are you ready to leave behind? Because we're think- we're recording this in December of 2023, yeah. so <laughs> we're still I- we're still in it a little bit. But like, what are you letting go of? this year to go into the new year with sort of a new mindset and a new vision. Yeah. I love the
0: idea of letting go of things so that you can focus on what you really need to do. Yeah. uh, What you really need to do and what you really want to achieve. You can't just keep doing the same thing and expect different results. Right. So it's like, we're, we've been talking a lot about like, what do we need to change or let go of so that we can have different results in 2024. So for me, I am going to give up being mean to myself, and a lot of negative self-talk. And I'm working with a one-on-one coach, as I just recently shared with our, our coaching community. And she's pointing it out, every sentence that comes out of my mouth. I'm like, what? Wait, what? Like, it's just like, a oh, I see what's happening here. You know, and it's so mm-hmm. unconscious. So it's really a shift of to witnessing where I'm being mean or where I'm doubting myself, whether it's like it's not going to work, no one's going to care, no one's going to read it, it's not good enough you know, somehow you won't be able to do that, or that's not going to work if you do that, or you can't make that, whatever, all of that. I think the awareness of just witnessing that and letting it go and telling myself a different story mm-hmm. is going to change a lot. So that's really what it is. And also there's, this, this sort of the second part of that is like seeing it, like hearing it, like witnessing myself saying something mean to myself and then, like, why am I saying that? Like, where is – like, sort of examining a little bit deeper as to where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. And so – and it all kind of stems back to, you know, just a few places. So, so that's, for me, what I'm going to do is just, like, really stop the doubt, the
1: self-doubt. Well, that makes me so happy, Sandy, to hear you say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually, as you're saying that, it's actually the same thing, right? Like, my own mm-hmm. version of that, which is – for me, it's a deep shame that I'm really confronting around being an entrepreneur and making this life choice 10 years ago this month. I think that's also why this is such a profound conversation for us to have because you and I started the program where we met 10 years ago this month. And so that's a long time, like a decade of a human life is a long time to be doing something. And I realize that I've You know, I mean, I've sort of realized this forever, but I really confronted in the last few months the fact that I have felt a lot of shame about the decision to build a business and it's controlled me. And Mm -hmm. so uh, letting go of that shame, right? Like Brene Brown talks a lot about shame and kind of how dangerous that can be to live in your shame. And so for me, I left behind a career where I felt really proud and like an identity more than a career. It's like an identity that I felt like I was getting constant external validation from that I – and I believed that about myself, that I was someone changing the world every day with what I woke up and did with my time to then choosing something that to me I had thought of as really selfish. And so that's what I'm wrestling with and that's what I am leaving behind. And the a big thing that I've decided to do is to post – online, like my writing every single day for a hundred days, which I'm now, I think on day 13 of, and I have an accountability partner that I'm doing this with. And it's like this idea that I can exist and have something important to say in the world outside of the scope of our businesses. And it's really helping me to process these emotions. The act of actually writing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. writing publicly on the internet is helping me to process this. So yeah, that's what I'm letting go of. Before you kind
0: of felt gagged, right? Because you were the CEO of this company and you didn't want to say what you wanted to say or your opinions or express things about what was going on in the world because uh, for fear of doing harm to the company.
1: Yeah. And also just like I think it's deeper than that too, Sandy. So yes, like very protective of both of our companies at this point, like Mm -hmm. not wanting to say something that's going to negatively impact like the bottom line of a business. I feel like a sense of fiscal responsibility and duty like to take care of these businesses. But it's also that I just felt like my identity got absorbed by the businesses you know, like I became the business. Like I think that's the other part that's so weird that I I think maybe we don't talk about enough as founders and as entrepreneurs is like, especially when you do work where you give your heart and soul to it every day, which is how we live and operate, like your identity gets wrapped up in your job. And so I just felt personally like I didn't even exist anymore outside of that. Like I just mm-hmm. lost who that person was. I mean, there's glimpses. There were glimpses of that person. It's really sad to say this, but I think like we need to have these conversations honestly, right? When you are building something big in the world, like big and and maybe what we've made is small by some people's standards, but I would say it's pretty big, By <laughs> bigger than what I expected to make. Like it's hard not to have that take over, right? Like you're who you are. So yeah, That's what I'm letting go of is that that is my identity. And and
0: I think that's the danger is when you let your – you define your identity by what you do every day, by your career or by your business, right? That's when we get into trouble. That's when we won't change either because we're like, but I'm a lawyer or I'm a – you know, I was a pedorthist. I was a biomechanist. Like, I don't want to – like, who am I if I'm not that?
1: Yeah. Yes. And And I will just say this too. Like, for so many years, my – happiness my access to happiness mm-hmm. was based on how the business was doing that day right, right. like if the business is doing right. well today I'm fine I'm having a great day I'm happy I'm self-assured like I can function <laughs> and then if the business is having a bad day then everything mm-hmm. in my life is ruined in that day and I, I mean that's that sucks Right. So like, and it, for me by bad day or good day, sometimes it was like based on revenue or like launch feeling, you know, like launch or metrics complaints
0: in, the, in the inbox.
1: So often it was based on complaints in the inbox. Right. So if people are like praising us in the inbox, I'm having a good day. Mm-hmm. If people are complaining or like issuing like confrontational <laughs> salt, like messages, then, then that's, then I'm destroyed. And like, that is, I'm sure normal, right? Like I'm sure we're mm-hmm. not alone that we're affected this way, right? And I see this in our clients and the coaching side for sure, that if someone complains or unsubscribes or or whatever, that they're, you know, affected by that. And at the scale of, of 10 years of doing this, at the scale that of which we've built businesses, man, that is like that is just an everyday thing at this point, right? And so you have to get comfortable in your own identity, in your own self-worth to be able to like not be you know, like blowing in the wind with whatever the latest comment is that came in. And I think I'm finally there. Like I just feel like unattached at this point. And I feel confident in the systems and in in the like what we've made. Like I feel proud and confident. Really, I would say for the first time. Like I sort of said I was confident before and proud before, but I don't believe I ever felt it Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. recently. Yeah,
0: that's a big that's a big shift. That's again the danger when we just completely look external for our worth and are we okay in our emotions, like our depend on what other people do. We're totally out of, out of control, right? It's social media, it's running a business. It is the inbox. It's what people say, what our family says, you know, it can be yeah. closer to home than just the inbox, always looking for approval from other people for our happiness. And that's just never, ever, ever going to happen. So yeah, yes. I, I think, I think the word for me is like, I feel confident. In what we're doing. And it's a little bit like no matter what anybody else says or does at this point, like I know now who we are, I know what we've done, I know what we teach works, I know the software is amazing. And I see, and I think part of this this can sound a little bit mean, but a part of this confidence is like, or this like assuredness is is like because there's some people like all the copycats that started with you know, copied marvelous have now Failed and gone out of business Most or super struggling. There's still
1: two that are <laughs> still two that I'm watching closely that haven't yeah. gone out of business yet, but yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And like a lot of other businesses have shut down in the last year, like big yeah. coaching businesses, multi million dollar businesses. And we're not even close to that. And so there's something that has, and I don't mean again, I'm looking externally, but I feel like that's not where we are. Like we are smart enough to watch the numbers. We made changes when we had to. We're super smart. We're like watching everything. And I think we've made really good decisions over the last two years, even though it was, or five years, even though it was painful and dark and awful. I just feel like no matter what the world throws at us, we can do it. I just feel so, again, light and confident and happy.
1: Yeah, you know what's so interesting is that I I had this thought the other day, Sandy, that like, wow, what would happen if like another not that I want this, not that I would ever wish for this in a million years and I'm still processing the heck out of it, but like if another COVID, like 2.0, some other equivalent of that, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Like some non-pandemic version of it or some yeah. other pandemic, like if that were to happen now, how differently equipped mm-hmm. I feel to handle that situation. Yeah. yeah. And like holy shit! That's totally in, that. Different. That is like that's where my confidence is coming from. Yeah, is like yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, we did that. Like and it, like it didn't totally destroy us. So it came close. Yeah. <laughs> it Came really, really close a lot of times, but it didn't. And so now I'm like, oh gosh, I could handle. Like, where's the tsunami? I'm I'm ready. Like I and like that's that to me. When you're kind of your own protection, you like you. you there's a resilience there that I just it's undeniable that feels that's where the confidence comes from for me, I guess is what I'm saying is like, Mm -hmm. like whatever gets thrown. And I, am there's going to like, there's like being a business owner, I think for this many years and at this many growth stages, like this just, there's just shit thrown at us all the time. It's just, it's like a constant like battle against the new problems. Like that is what, but that's what life is, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's what really living is, is like, you're just, you're, you're either being challenged by the world or you're choosing challenges for yourself. Like that's where growth happens. And mm-hmm. that's where, like, that's where an interesting life happens is on the other side of that or through that. And so, yeah, your ability to handle, handle those things. That's, that's mm-hmm. like a test of confidence. And I'm like, all right, whatever, like wake up every day. What do you got for me world? Like I'm ready for mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah, I can do it. I can. And I think it's really the confidence to make the decisions that are necessary, whether that's yeah. letting people go or hiring more people or investing in ourselves or just walking away and taking a break or whatever. Like it's just I know yeah. we can do it. I just know we can yeah. do it. So tricky yeah, legal bring it on,
1: situations, world. tricky financial situations. You know like even things that I think your thing that you used to say all the time was that you didn't think of yourself as being smart. Like I've just seen you have to – like both of us have to take on these like complicated issues that are not anything that we would have ever intentionally chosen, you know? Mm -hmm. And like seeing you solve those problems and seeing me solve them like – Pretty, mm-hmm. smart. pretty
0: smart. <laughs> I just, I made my own personal website and I was writing out my bio and I kind of did it in a funny way. And I sort of told the story of like all my jobs and the businesses and as it's changed. And part of the story is like, when you got accepted into the nine mile accelerator and you needed the on condition that you needed a partner. And so you asked me and that night that I was like, yes, I'll do it. And you know, I had pizza burning in the oven and it was just chaos. And I remember thinking, or I think I even said to you, like, it'll be a good story. yeah. And like that, we had no idea how much we have changed, how much we have come from that moment. You know, when you entering the accelerator and dealing with all the VC and all the nonsense that went on, it's like, it's just remarkable, the evolution of both of us. Like, I think back to that person and I am not her in Anyway, I was okay. so naive, you know, just so naive and simple and like, it'll be fine. You know, how hard can it be? People aren't mean. And it's just like, wow. When I look back at that, then I think how like it's really, really astounding. <laughs> just I'll speak personally, like how how much I've changed in that in yeah. that time period. You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard and overwhelming. We know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a program that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience of raving fans that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co.
1: Yeah. As you're saying that story, all I'm thinking about is the first day that you came to Seattle, because I did a lot of it You were in Mm -hmm. Canada, right? So I did Mm -hmm. the first – whatever. I did a lot of the accelerator kind of work without you. But the days you were there were magical. And the first day that you came was the day that we had to fire our first CTO. And I just like – like I felt so ill-equipped to fire someone like that. Like this was someone who had (laughs) been like very – high ranking at a like major technology company. And we were like, she was like crying in the bathroom of this building. You were there. Like, and we just didn't know. We just had to figure out what to do. And we had this like conversation in the hallway. I think we need to fire her. Right. And like, just, that was the beginning (laughs) to me. That was the beginning of it, Sandy, which was like, all right, this is what this is going to be. We're going to have to figure out how to handle like tricky ass technical and human problems every day. For the yeah. foreseeable future for the next decade plus. And we're just still doing it. And it's Yeah, we're still yeah. doing it.
0: That makes me that made me think of this. The other thing that we wanted to let go of, I think that this is for both of us, is that we know that to reach goals in 2024, we need to let go of some things that we currently do. And so for me, I am going to stop some of the smaller working in the business type task. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, for all of our coaching clients, I'm going to rely more on Autumn. She is completely capable and amazing. And so that I can do some bigger, like more public and audience building type work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true for you as well. Yeah.
1: Yes. Also because of the magic of dear Autumn. Yes. I, I mean, I think that that is Okay. Here's the thing. We have done too much of that for too, yes, way too long. For
0: for yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and so this was like, yeah, yes, like we knew it, and yet we didn't change it for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I think that that's something that perhaps we will work through. Both of us are yes. definitely are together at some point because I think we're both constantly telling each other to stop all the horseshit of this kind of work, and then like <laughs> each of us keep keeps doing it and it's like, what is wrong with us? That I like, can do it so
0: fast. That's why I can, just do, so it, right? I can do so fast. Right. And so fast
1: that whole thing. So yeah, this is also 2024 is also the year of letting go of horseshit jobs that we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To make room for really big things. And I think both of us are also like becoming independent human beings on the internet, which is also super scary and exciting and fun. Right. So that's something that we're both doing is like you know, leaning into our own thought leadership. So by, by letting go of all of these jobs, with, which neither of us are particularly good at, and someone like Autumn is, we are letting go of those tasks because I think you get the like dopamine. That's honestly why I think we yeah, do Yeah, it. it's like well, done. It's like, oh, oh I, I checked 14 mm-hmm. things off before mm-hmm. I got anything else, you know, yep. any writing done today. <laughs> I checked my 14 daily yeah. tasks off and I felt like I did something.
0: Yep. That's right. that go. It feels and, really good. It feels very yeah. accomplished. Yes, but at the end of the day, Autumn's like, "Hi, hi. Do you have anything for me to do? <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And there's yes. things only I can do that yes. I should be doing, and same for you. And yes. so that's that's what's going to change in 2024.
1: Yes, yes. So that's good. And we teach our clients like the concept of visibility and thought leadership. And we do this very well for our businesses, like Mm -hmm. as the business, like the business has thought leadership, (laughs) but we have, besides this podcast, have not done that for ourselves. And I think that that's like, that is one of the lessons that I've learned from the successful founding men of the world is that like many of them, as they've built their companies and their Mm -hmm. organizations have, really also invested in their personal thought leadership outside of the businesses in the organizations. And that's mm-hmm. something that I was always kind of like really suspect of or jealous of. Right. And so deeply committed to that in 2024. Yeah, that's great. That is great. Okay. So we move on to join hustle. Yes. But I do want to say if you're listening to this oh. episode, I, and you have something you're letting go of for 2024. I just, I know I speak for both of us that we'd love to hear about it. So feel free to, to drop us a note, which is hello at anshee.co and let us know. And we'll read everything that comes in. Feel free to share. Cause we're like being really open here and chatty mm-hmm. about it. And I would love to know what you're letting go of also. I think that it's powerful to have a witness so you know we won't talk okay. about it or anything on the podcast if you send <laughs> us a note we'll just we'll just hold the space for you okay all right joy and hustle and i think i have the joy today yeah you have joy so my one of my favorite tools that i found in the last few months so really of 2023 that i'm using every single day on the internet is called my mind i don't remember where i found it i wish i did probably from a random youtuber but I love it so much. And it's like a personal collage, like data saving, list saving kind of personal private Pinterest. <laughs> and it's like, I think like I used to use Pinterest for this years ago. Like I would create mm-hmm. private boards and save stuff to them, but it was still yeah. like Pinterest. And I stopped, I really personally stopped using Pinterest a long time ago. I really try to only spend time on social media in very directed ways. And so I just like, I have all these like Apple notes and lists and to do apps and all this crap where I save things. And it was really getting to be a little overwhelming for me. And I, it was not visually pleasing. And so I found this app and it has a little Chrome extension. And so if you're on a website and you like see a candle you want to (laughs) buy or like a sweater or a poem that you want to like save and read later, basically it's this like AI driven, like mood board. I don't even know what you call it. It's like you save everything to it and it has an AI search engine built in. So like if I type in like Frenchie, if I have a picture of a Frenchie in a sweater, <laughs> it'll pull it up, right? Like it, it can read also the text of screenshots. It can infer what's in an illustration or a photograph. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically like like another repository for everything. So I, as someone who's starting to do more personal writing, doing more essay writing, doing more social writing, eventually maybe book writing, who knows, like this is where I'm keeping kind of my, all of my thoughts.
0: And mm. I love it. That's very interesting. I heard you mention this to our coaching clients. So they yeah. didn't know what you were talking about. So, so, but it looks like Pinterest, like it's little um, tiles.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's tiles or car- they call them cards, I think. But you can also like start a card and write something. So like, you, could, you could go write a note or a checklist wow. or something in there. You can save things to it, like pictures of things. Like I can save a whole blog post or a whole tweet threat, Twitter thread or something in there if I'm like in Chrome. And so mm-hmm. like if I – I don't know if I want to remember something and come back to it, I put it in there. So I wouldn't save like long form writing but short things, like short – writing or like ideas or quotes, Mm -hmm. I'm sticking everything in there. Or if there's like, even if um, someone's recommending a book, I go onto like bookshop.org or Amazon and I just like open the link to the book and hit the the little Chrome extension for my mind. And it just saves a picture of the book. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I like, Oh, there's that book. That I wanted How much to make sure it? I There's read no pricing on their website. Oh, it's, you know it was really not very expensive. Not much money. I paid okay. for a year. It was I, I'm sure under a hundred dollars for a year. I don't even remember, but okay, I also I'm it's sure I found good. a coupon code from wherever I found it. But I'll I'll figure it out for you, Sandy, if you want to sign up for it. But it was anyway, I just I use it like it's now like the thing that I use all day. So there's so many tools that I know both of us have tried. And like so many things, Oh, I'll use it for, you know, a few days or a week or two, and then let it go. And this thing is like, I'm addicted. And also, once you use it, you're going to not stop using it, right? Because then you saved a ton of stuff in there, and you don't want to lose right. it. So right. it just kind of builds on itself. But the like AI power of it is really smart. Like, when I, I search for certain things and it's, I'm shocked that it pulls them up. It's like able to find what I'm looking for. So yeah. I mean, that's a really good use of AI. Mm -hmm. Love it. That's very cool. That's very cool.
0: Okay. So I have the hustle and you rolled your eyes at me, but I'm going to do it. This little book called the elements of eloquence. I love this book so much. You have not read this, right?
1: No, no. You told me about it
0: by Mark Forsyth, who wrote the, has the blog called The Inky Fool. Mm -hmm. So this is for all my people out there who didn't really like English like I did. I didn't, I was very neutral about it. This is a book of rhetoric. So it talks about how to like create strong phrases and why in the English language, some phrases work and some phrases don't. So it's all Greek, like the Greek started this sort of, these this rhetoric, like these tools, these, I don't even know what you call them, like rhetoric tools, ways to phrase words. And each chapter is a different one and they're all Greek words. And And I could, I can't even like hyperbole is the only one or rhetorical question are the only two that I know. Mm-hmm. But what it does is like, it takes Shakespeare and Dolly Parton and Jesus Christ and the Beatles and, you know, modern day song and verse and old, you know, Old poets and, and the scripture, and it shows you how it's being used. So you understand like the application of the tool. And I just, and he writes in a really way that keeps like, that just sounds boring to me what I just said, but it's so interesting how he takes it and makes comparisons from mm-hmm. Shakespeare to, you know, Elvis Presley, for example, in, in modern song. And I've just learned so much about writing and even like Jenny, I want to see if you know this. I don't know the name of it because the names are all in, in Greek. But when we have two words in the English language like pitter-patter, like the only difference is the change in vowel, mm-hmm. that there's always an order. Like I always comes before A. Like there's an order mm-hmm. of vowels if you're going to mm-hmm. do that because you mm-hmm. never say patter-pitter right? Or if you say tip top, it's Uh always I, like there's, I I don't have it in front of me, but it's Uh like I, A, O, whatever. Like there's an order. And if you flip it, it doesn't make any sense to our ears. And it's like full of little things like that. And even like the order of adjectives. So if you have, if you have like a list of adjectives, like it's got to be opinion, color, number. And I don't know that I'm saying it in the right word, but it's like 10 different types of adjectives that have to be ordered in the right way or our brain can't make sense of it. It's so interesting. That's
1: so cool actually. That's really cool. What you're talking about is – so my daughter is in – she has linguistics as one of her subjects in sixth grade and she's constantly bringing home these little packets of like assignments that I have to quiz her on for her like less – like her chapter and less like – exams. So not like, not exactly, but these are the kinds of things I'm constantly having to relearn because she's in linguistics, which I never took linguistics formally, which I feel like was a huge miss on the part of my California public school education (laughs) in the 1980s and 90s. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's I think it's important to understand that. What, like, well, they, did, they, did they explain what, in that book why, like, why those orders came to exist, huh?
0: No. So I found it's called hyperbaton or hyperbaton, the, the adjective. So it's opinion, uh-huh. size, age, shape, color, origin, material, purpose, and then the noun.
1: How does someone even figure this out?
0: <laughs> well, the Greeks did, the ancient Greeks did. And he keeps talking. And there's like so many different like descriptions of these. And they can go like I think there's like 12 different types of rhetorical questions. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I it doesn't, it's just, it's just the English language, like the way that we hear it. It just sounds wrong and we will reject it. So even when we're copywriting, he talks about copywriting in here a little bit, like you'll see this happen in copywriting. And it's just to understand like changing up sentences, you know, starting with the sentence with the same word for a couple sentences or Mm -hmm. starting with the same word that ended the last sentence. Like there's all these sort of tricks Mm -hmm. of phrase that make it memorable or make it interesting to read or make it easy to read. The only problem is the names don't mean anything. Like the names of the tool don't, or the style don't mean anything. Like I can't go down to the, yeah. to the index and go, Oh, what was that thing called? Cause yeah. it's all Greek, but I underlined a lot in here, but I just, I don't know. So for anyone I think who is interested in writing, who, you know, doesn't have extensive training in it, like I don't, but it was just, it's interesting to read. Like yeah, I just, so I found cool. it an interesting book. It wasn't like, uh, I'm going to take every single thing of this and apply it. But I understand the language a little bit better. And even with the Shakespeare he could show you where Shakespeare got that idea and he'll go through like Shakespeare had trends where he would Mm -hmm. use this one rhetoric all the time. And Mm -hmm. then he got off of it Mm -hmm. and he never used it again for like 10 plays or whatever. And then he started doing this other thing. So you can see like even Shakespeare was like learning these tools and playing with them and kind of got obsessed with them and then sort of lost interest and moved on. Like, I don't know. I think he's such a good storyteller about a fairly dry topic, but it was, it's just really great. So, the elements of eloquence,
1: Mark okay. Forsyth. All right. Well, I don't think it's dry at all, but that's so cool. And I would guess, I would hazard a guess that a lot of what you're reading about in there, people do subconsciously, right? It's mm-hmm. not like they have to understand this is the conscious rule that we apply rhetorically. It's like our brains are just so used to this form of writing or speaking that we just subconsciously or unconsciously behave that way.
0: I think, I think for some part, uh-huh. but it's interesting, like if you were writing and especially when we write emails, cause we teach our clients to write like in short sentences, like mm-hmm. to group things in three and to make them, you know, all start with the same word, which We maybe don't, we would want to like mix it up, but if you start three sentences with the same word, it's like super impactful. So some of it I don't think is Mm -hmm. just kind of natural. I think we we can make our writing more powerful by just like, oh, if I did this little technique that I read about that I can't remember the name of because it's Greek, it would stand out a little bit more. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: don't know. I'm just, it was just, I couldn't, like every night I couldn't wait to read this because I was going to learn something new. So.
1: (laughs) All right. So you heard it here. First, folks, you should definitely pick up a copy of Eloquence to prepare yourself for business in 2024 and also download the MyMind app. I believe there's a free trial on there so you can have a go at it. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Happy 2024. Happy New Year to you. And we will see you next week. Thank you, Sandy. Thanks, Jenny. Bye, everyone. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom-branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.